bow here in your presence. We ask, Lord, your blessings on the remainder of this service. Father, for all of those that are here today that are lifting up their prayers to you at this time, Lord, I pray that you would touch them, that you would honor this prayer, that you would answer this prayer, and that, Father, they could be blessed in the process. Father, we pray your protection, your guidance, your strength, your provision for our church. And, Lord, we pray that we all might catch a vision for what you want to do with us individually and corporately as a church. So, Father, we give this time to you. We just thank you. And we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Why don't you all be seated? <clears throat> I know we're missing a lot of people today, out, um, vacationing or sick, but I am so thankful that you're here. And uh, I want to begin by asking you a question. And I'm not asking for a show of hands, so don't raise your hand, okay? But just in your own mind, you answer this question for yourself. How many of you honor your mother and father would you be able to say that you do? Do you honor your mother and father? Now, it depends on what, it doesn't depend on where you are in life. At whatever age you find yourself, do you feel like you honor your mother and father? I want to <clears throat> pick up where we have been going now for the past couple of weeks. I'm dealing with this passage in Ephesians, and we're talking about this passage, um, verses 2 and 3. Let me read it for you. It says, Honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Um, we've talked about that. You've discussed it in your groups, what that means, what it's talking about. Last week we, we talked about how that honoring your parents is really, you have to decide how to apply that, but it's determined by what age you find yourself, what phase of life. For example, a child, they honor their mom and their dad by obeying them. Um, we looked at last week, if you are old yourself and your parents are older and in those declining years of their lives and they are in need, then you honor your parents by taking care of them. But today we're going to be talking about how to honor your parents when you are an adult and you no longer live at home. When you know you are no longer in need of their financial support, you're on your own, you're doing your own thing and living your own life. How do you honor your parents then? And this is a confusing time. It, um, whenever uh, children leave home, it's always difficult. It's difficult on them, but it's difficult on us as well as parents. Um, we realize that the Bible talks about leaving and, leaving and cleaving. So when a, a child gets married and leaves home, they're leaving you. You know, they're leaving your, ho- your home, your house and your family unit, and they're beginning a new family, and they're cleaving to one another. And the idea is the same. It does no less painful when they're moving out as single people. They're, they're no longer under your roof, and that relationship is going to change. Now, there are generally two extremes that take place whenever children leave home. One of those extremes is that they become very dependent on their parents, even though they no longer live there. You've talked about the difficulty of cutting the apron string, so to speak. Uh, children go away and they don't really go. They tend to stay and live off of mom and dad. And this is beginning to be a problem here in this country. I don't know what, why this is or what's going on, but the new social uh, norm, it seems like, for a lot of children when they become old enough to leave home is they just don't. 
And so that becomes a problem. But the other extreme is equally a problem, and that is that they leave home and become very independent, and you hardly ever see them again. And so the both of them are extremes. The question is this, how do I honor mom and dad when I no longer live in their home? When I'm an adult and this relationship is going to change, but how do I honor them then? The answer is very simple. I honor them by showing them the respect that they deserve as my parents. I honor them by respecting them. Now, again, let me ask you a question. It's not a show of hands here, okay? But do you respect your parents? If I were to ask you that, it doesn't matter what age, but do you respect them? Maybe they're deceased and they're long since dead. Did you respect them? Did you have a respect for them for whatever reason, but you could honestly say, yes, I respected them? Or maybe you don't. Maybe you should sit here today. You think of your parents and you think, well, you know, I love them. I care about them, but I don't really respect them. And there could be a number of reasons for that. And this, I hear this more often than you might think. I love my mom and dad, but I just don't respect them because of what took place, what happened when I was young or whatever. Now, whenever we talk about these three different groups, children, adults, and older adults that are taking care of parents, either of those three groups, there's going to be overlap. For example, um, children are to obey their parents. But you know what? Young adults who are out of their home also end up obeying out of respect their parents. Um, you may find yourself taking care of aged parents at a very young age yourself. So there's a lot of overlap. But these are just three characteristics that capture probably the essence of that stage of life as we deal with our parents in that stage of life. You know, I can remember as a child, I was probably eight or nine years old, and my mother and her sisters, there were eight of them total, children in her family. And they had gone over to my grandmother's home, and my grandmother was old school. She raised all of her food. You know, she just that's how she grew up. You milk the cow, you raised your own vegetables, and you raised your chickens and all this. Well, on this particular day, all of the girls were going to go to Grandma's house, Mom, their, their mother, and pluck her chickens. Yeah, I know. It was a disgusting ordeal. I was there, too. I just watched. But here's what I noticed, and I have never forgotten this. I noticed that as those girls were going, and they didn't want to do this either. Uh, they said so, but they did it. But they would boil the chicken, then they'd pluck all the feathers out. It was just a big mess. And my grandmother was there giving out orders. She was telling them, don't do this, do it this way. No, don't do that, do it this way. And they were saying, yes, ma'am, and they did it. And I can remember thinking to myself, is there ever a time when we don't have to, dis when we don't have to obey our parents? Because even then, I recognized as a child that these grown women are obeying their mother. And so you think to yourself, well, there'll be a time when you grow out of that stage. Well, to some degree, but they are, there's always overlap. But what we're looking at today is the respect. That's the key element here as you move into adulthood um, and you look at your parents. Um, there needs to be respect. That's how you are to honor them in that stage of life. Let me read you this verse. It's in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 3. Here's what it says. It says, each of you must respect your mother and father. Now, it's not honoring here. It basically is using the word now. You are to respect your mother and father. 
Now, if you have a New American Standard, it says reverence them. A King James, it says to fear them. Same idea in all of these words. Fear them, reverence them, respect them. Now, look at this verse. It's in Leviticus 19.32. Stand up in the presence of the aged. Show respect for the elderly and revere your God. I am the Lord. Now, here's what's interesting about this. Because in that one verse, he has the word respect and revere or reverence. And he's making reference to mom and dad and to God as well. So the bottom line is this, that why do I need to respect my parents when I no longer live with them? Because God says you do that just as if you were respecting and revering me. That's how I want you to honor your parents when you reach that age. Now, you know, it it never ceases to amaze me. And I like this. But when your kids get old and they move away and they're no longer in your home, it always, you always wait for that moment when the light bulb comes on and they finally begin to realize and acknowledge what you did for them. You just want them to be able to come to the conclusion that, you know what, you needed me. I was a good parent. I supplied your needs. I loved you. I cared for you. I forgave you. I prompted you. I urged you. I encouraged you. All of these things. And I think to, to myself, and I know this is true with me, that I really just want my kids to come to the realization that, you know what, I recognize and acknowledge that you sacrificed so much for me. And I'm grateful for that. Thank you. That's worth all of us weight in gold. When your kids can look back at you and say, you did a good job. Thank you. You know, what else could a parent want from their children as they are growing old? And getting up in age. You ever wonder how your mother and father pulled it off? Think about it. You know, I look back at my family, and there were five of us in our family, five siblings. I was the oldest. And we were raised in a home with three bedrooms and about 1,200 square feet. I don't even know if it was that much. And you look back and think, how did they do this? But I can remember as a child always having to move around and shuffle from bed to bed and bunk beds and sleeping on pallets or whatever. But we did it. And you marvel at just how they did it and the sacrifices that they made. And I think every parent at some point in their life wants their children to acknowledge that I gave up a lot for you. Yeah, I did. And all I'm asking you for is a respect for that. And I don't think that that's too much to ask as a parent. We always have the freedom to say no. When we reach this stage of life, when we are young adults, that we have the freedom to say no to mom and dad if if it's not going to work out. You know, I'm not obligated to obey, but I am obligated to respect them. But there are times when out of respect you do obey, like I said earlier. Now watch this. This is a, a, a... Story. It's just a few verses in John chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Now look at this discourse of this dialogue between Mary and Jesus. On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana of Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. In verse 4, Jesus said, Woman, Why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not yet come. This is interesting. 
His mother, Mary, said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. Now watch, because Jesus is standing up for himself. Look, I'm 30 years old. Mom, why are you asked? Why are you bringing this to my attention? I don't want to turn water into wine. I'm not ready to come out as the Messiah. It's interesting because it reveals that Mary knew a whole lot more about Jesus than we give her credit for, doesn't it? Because she said, you know what, they're out of wine. You can fix this. He said, I don't want to. Mom says, hey, listen, do whatever he tells you. He's going to come around. And he did. Why? Because of his respect and his love for his mother. And sure enough, he turned the water into wine. They had a great feast. But we want to respect our parents. This is really the most important thing when we reach young adulthood. And all of these other things enter into it, but respect is the biggie. Because when your kids get out of your home, you want them to come back and to be able to say, Hey, man, thank you. I recognize, I acknowledge what you've done. The question then becomes, how do I show respect? Now, this is an important question because we want to talk about a few examples of how you show respect to your parents at this age when you are a young adult and your, your relationship with mom and dad is now changing. You're not under their rules and regulations and their home anymore, but you're out on your own. But yet, what does this relationship look like? Now, guys, when you get into your small groups tonight... This is going to be a great topic for discussion. It's going to lend itself to a lot of talk, okay? So please be willing and ready to share of your experiences with your parents, whether it was good one, whether you respect them, whether you don't respect them, um, what goes into that, all types of things. But this question here, specifically zeroing in on how do I show it? How do I show it? So I want to give you several things here. Number one. Speak to your parents in a respectful manner. Speak to them in a respectful manner. It's very important. One of the the biggest areas where you recognize that someone is showing disrespect is in the way they talk to their parents. You know, it breaks my heart to have a child of any age, but especially a young adult, who's showing disrespect by the way they talk to their parents, in public especially. When they talk down to them, when they treat them... um, Rudely, when God forbid they should curse them. Have you ever been around that situation where a, a child, a young adult, is cursing their mother and father because of some decision they made or something they did? They have no patience with them, so they're cursing at them. Let me read you this verse. It's in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 1. Paul says this when writing to Timothy. He says, Do not rebuke an older man harshly. But exhort him as if he were your father and treat younger men as brothers. Now look at what he's saying. He says, don't you rebuke an older man in a harsh manner, but you talk to him like you would your father. Now, now Paul is assuming that everybody understood that you don't talk to your parents that way, let alone another uh, elderly adult. You show respect. And this is what he's talking about here. You don't speak to them in a manner that is rude or unloving or unkind. No sarcasm, no cutting remarks, nothing like that. But you treat them with respect. So this is a biggie, you know, speaking to your parents in a respectful manner. Now you sit here today and you're thinking to yourself, you know what? Man, I can 
look back at my life and I can look back at the situation and I didn't always do that. I can remember things that I've said to my mom and dad that I wish I could take back and I was rude, I was obnoxious, I was arrogant, all the things that we look at. Well, all through all of these, I'm going to encourage you. You know what? It's not too late to talk to them about it unless they're passed away. But go to them and talk to them if God convicts you about any of this. Number two is this. How do I show respect? I spend time with them. I spend time with them. Now, let me tell you something about older parents, if you young people, okay? The emptiness is very hard on us. Now, we make jokes about it, especially when, our te- when the kids hit teenage years, you're ready to just push them on out of the nest, aren't you? But in reality, when it comes time for that, we think to ourselves, wait a minute, what am I going to do? What, what's what's going to happen now? Because all of a sudden, I don't have any sense of purpose because, you know what, I've always been dad up to this point. Now, the truth is you'll still be dad. We just don't understand that at this point because all we see are our children leaving. And we're thinking to ourselves, what am I going to do now? My whole identity as a parent is gone. Everything's shifting. Everything's changing. And you think to yourself, for children, that's difficult, but they're all excited. Who it's really difficult for is mom and dad who stay behind. And now all of a sudden, and I tease people about this, now you've got to talk to each other, you know. And you may not even like each other. And all these years you can blame it on the children, but they're not going to be there any longer. But at any rate, you've got to do that. So spending time with them. Nothing would warm the hearts of your mom and dad more than for you to come back on a regular basis and and take them out or spend time with them. Reminisce with them about the past. Before my father passed away, before he got Alzheimer's, we used to... uh, We'd go back home, and, and he and I would just go off for a drive, and he would just, we'd just tell stories. You know, he'd tell stories about him growing up. Now, I've heard these stories all of my life. But you know what? I pretended like I never had. And as far as he knew, that was the first time I was ever hearing them. And I would ask questions. I would make comments. I'd laugh at his jokes, the same jokes I've always heard. You know what? Why did I do that? Because I wanted to respect him. He wanted to spend time with me. That's all he wanted. And so out of respect for him, I let him take that time. And I want to encourage you that you do that, okay? You spend time with them now. That's how you show respect. Here's number three. You express gratitude often. You express it to them often. Nothing can take the place of you telling your mother and father that you, you remember, you recognize, you're aware of what they did and what it cost. And thank you for that. To say specifically, I thank you for sending me to college when you didn't have the money. I thank you for being my confidant as I was growing up. I could always come to you and I could always talk to you. And you were always honest with me. But you were never impatient with me. You you never got agitated because of my mistakes. You always showed me grace. You were always standing up for me. You were always my example of what a godly parent ought to be. You were always loving my mom or my dad, whichever the case. You, are, you always made me go on. You never let me give up. And I just want you to know, Mom and Dad, I thank you for that. Now, guys, 
You do that. And you may have parents that have never cried in your presence. You thank them. And they will. They really will. Parents want to know that their lives counted and that they made a difference. See, that's what they want to know. You know, we get excited when our kids are successful. We get excited about their accomplishments. But you know what we really want more than anything? Is for us to reach this time in our life where we look at our children and we know our lives counted. You tell them thank you and respect them by letting them know their lives counted for something. Number four is this. You seek their advice whenever possible. Seek their advice whenever possible. Now, guys, it may not be that often because, you know, you're self-sufficient, you're doing your thing and so forth. But parents still want to know that they're needed. My daughter, Bethany, um, she was in her early 30s before she first had her first baby. And um, she called she called Deborah every day, and I, <laughs> um, I could just see Deborah beaming. Still does, you know. She's had two now, and it's always, "What do I do now? What do I do about this? You know, is it going to be okay?" Deborah kept reassuring her and telling her, "It's going to be okay. You're doing a good job. It's going to, it's going to be all right." And she always called, wanting advice. You know, she calls me from time to time, not about parenting kids like that, but she calls me and says, okay, last time I was at your house, you cooked such and such on the grill. Tell me how to do that, you know. All right, so I can tell her that. Tell me what I do about my car, that sort of thing. So it doesn't matter what it is. Your parents are going to love you coming back to them. (laughs) I don't know. It just makes us feel, "Uh uh-huh, you thought you could get rid of me, didn't you? You still need me after all. Now you realize that, and that just seems to make us happy, okay? But seek, uh, seek their advice whenever possible. Here's the last one on this, okay? Don't embarrass them by, by your lifestyle. This is a biggie. If you're going to respect, show respect to your mother and father, then you've got to come to the realization that the worst thing you can do is to be an embarrassment in, in their lives. And what do I mean by that? Well... Sometimes we do things that embarrass our parents. We do things, we, we get off into sinful relationships, we do things that are ungodly. And you've got to understand something, because your mom and dad have to face their friends. People at church, they have to make excuses for you. They have to try to defend you. And some things are just indefensible. And you, as a young person, are off into immorality, then don't rub your parents' face in it. Show more respect for them than that. You, as a young person, and you say, Well, I'm out spreading my oats, and I, you get off into drinking and drugs and all kind of stuff, and you come and you rub your parents' face in it. You don't try to hide it, you just are out openly doing it, and you're shaming your mother and father. And you've got to stop to realize this, that one of the ways in which you show respect for mom and dad is by not 
being a public shame to them in the eyes of their friends. Okay? This is important. And it's, you, you need to hear this, especially you young people. Your life is yours, and your mom and dad can't always be there for you. And you have the freedom as an adult to do what you choose to do. If you choose a sinful lifestyle, that's between you and God. Mom and dad can't run along behind you straightening out the mess anymore. But don't you dare rub your mom and dad's face in it, okay? Don't you dare be so blatantly obvious and out in the open and doing your thing just have more respect for your mom and dad. I can remember as I was growing up, my friends would say, let's go do this, let's go do that. And one of the things that kept me from getting off in so many things, and I did my share, but I'm, I'm just saying that a lot of the things that I could have done and didn't, I kept thinking, you know what, I'm not going to hurt my parents. That was a biggie for me. I'm not going to hurt them. And so I didn't do it because of that reason. That's a legitimate reason. That that's how you show respect to your parents. So just remember that. Here's the last question, though, that I think we need to answer. This is an important one, okay? Now listen, this is especially for parents who have children that are still at home. And this is the reason why we're talking about it. Now let me preface this with this statement, okay? You cannot demand respect. You just can't. You can demand obedience. And when children are small, we do just that. We demand obedience of our children. And they may obey you on the outside, but what you're wanting as a parent is their respect in here. You can't demand that because it's not given that freely. It has to be earned. It has to be earned, and that, has a, that goes into the way you treat them, the way you deal with them, the way you talk to them, everything we've talked about here. is The roles are reversed now. I, as a parent, am trying to earn the respect of my child. Now, please understand where I'm coming from, okay? Your kids will always have a love in their heart for you. You're their parents. Your kids will obey you out of fear of the punishment that you're going to bestow on them. That's part of parenting. But you want this. You want their heart. You want them to respect you. So how do you do that? That's the question. How do you, as a parent earn that respect. I want to share with you three things. Now, again, when you get into your groups tonight, this is a very important question that you need to deal with because all of us, no matter what age, if we have children and they could be grown, it doesn't matter, you need to earn their respect. And especially if you are the parents of these guys sitting down here on the front row, okay? Because this is where you begin, when early stages of life, trying to earn their respect for future years. How do I do that? Okay, now listen. Number one is this. You need to live a life that they can be proud of. You need to live a life that they can be proud of. Oh, goodness. How many times have I had people in counseling and they'll be in for marriage problems and they'll be talking about their childhood and it'll come out, you know, I love my mom and dad, but I just never respected them. Why? Well, my dad was an alcoholic. My mother was running around on my dad. My dad was dishonest. My mother was this. My dad gambled all of our money away. We never had money to pay the bills. My mother had to work two jobs just to pay the bills because my dad was worthless. 
I love him as my mom or my dad, you know, my parents, but I don't respect them. And you'd be amazed at the number of times I've had to deal with people who just lack respect for the parents simply because their parents lived a life that the kids were ashamed of. And so I want to say to you as parents, you need to check what you're doing. You need to take a look at what you're doing in your life and if you're not gaining the respect of your children because of something you're doing in your life, please stop it. It's going to come to a point in time where those kids leave home and they may not come back because they don't respect you. Don't let that happen to you, okay? Here's the second. What can you do to earn the respect of your children? You treat your children with respect. Treat your children with respect. Now, here's what I mean by this, okay? Okay? You know, we as a parent, we're told, and we're always harped on in the Bible, and, and we're, we've learned this from our parents and so forth, that your number one responsibility as a parent is to watch over your children and make them obey you. I don't have any problem with that. You definitely want your children to obey you, and you want to teach them that. But if you want them to respect you, like I'm talking about, here's one of the the problems or the areas where we mess up, okay? We just want to force them to obey without showing them respect. And what I mean by that is this. Sometimes we, we lose their respect by the way we talk to them. We're harsh, we're cruel, we're demanding, we're unloving, we're unkind. Sometimes we as parents curse the children, called names. How many times I've sat in with adults who were crying over the fact that their mother or their father had discouraged them so terribly growing up because all they did was call them fat, lazy, worthless. You'll never amount to anything. We just don't realize the damage we do. And so it's incumbent upon us as parents to show respect to the kids. And we don't, we don't think that's important because now they just need to obey. Guys, I understand that. Let's put that one over here and let's move over here to this one and say, obey and respect. And that's earned. And so you've got to treat them in a loving, kind, gracious manner and respect some of their choices, some of their wants, some of their desires. As they grow older, be sensitive to that. Don't just say no because I said so, but be sensitive to what it is that they really need, and you treat them with respect. And along those same lines, listen to me very carefully. If it is necessary, Mom and Dad, you need to apologize. You need to apologize. You need to say to your kid or your 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 children, I blew it. I really did. I blew it. I can remember one time when Brian was about 14. He's my, my son. He's 47 now. But I can remember when he was about 14. First teenager I ever had because he was my oldest. And so I was trying to discipline him, and we were arguing and going at it and trying to get him to do something I wanted him to do. And he starts getting all emotional. He starts crying. I start crying. We're just mad at each other. And I just said, hey, wait a minute. Let's stop. You've got to understand something. I've never been the father of a teenager. And I know that it's miserable for you, but it's equally as miserable for me because I don't always know what to do. 
So I'm telling you up front that I'm sorry for mistakes that I've made and am making now. We need to understand that this relationship is going to have to be based on this, that you're going to have to obey. It may not be pleasant, but you're going to have to. But I want you to know that I'm sorry for the way I've handled this. And so it was like, okay, you know. Sometimes you need to apologize. And whatever it may be that you've done, you just need to apologize. Here's the third one, the last one. And this is don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. I've talked to people so many times before, and, and they'll say, well, Mom and Dad always told me not to smoke, and yet they did. Mom and Dad always told me not to drink, and yet they did. And when I ask them about it, here's the response I got. You do as I say, not as I do. Boy, I tell you, I mean, parents have used that phrase before. You know, all that says to your children is that you are a liar and a hypocrite and a fake. And I hate those things because they want real, honest and sincere. And so don't do that. If you don't want your children doing it, then don't you do it either. Okay. You know, as we think about this, as we go back and we look at our own lives, our own parents the relationship we had, or our own children, the relationship we had with them. I'm sure that there's plenty enough guilt to go around, okay? That's not the point of this. I'm not trying to lay a guilt trip on you. I'm trying to help you to correct behavior that's going to save you a lot of time and effort and problems in the future. And so it may be that for you, the best thing that comes out of this message is that you come to the understanding that, you know what, I've, I am doing some things wrong, I have done some things wrong in my raise of my family situation. Whether it be the parent or the child, I need to confess this. I need to make it right. And so you begin by your confession to the Lord to say, okay, Lord, I acknowledge that, you know, as a, as a parent, I blew it. Or as a child, you're saying, as a, as a child, Lord, I've not respected my mom and dad, and I blew it. And so you start there, but then you go to the person. And you try to, I don't know how to say this, you confess to them your sin, your problem, your failures, but try to get everybody on the same page so that you can work together and not against each other. Because what you want is mutual respect. Mutual respect. And that's my prayer. So as we bring this to a close, if as you sit here the time of prayer that we're going to go to here in a moment as I close this service. You, you do business with God, okay? Because maybe, just maybe, that what you need to do is do some confessing to God and some apologizing to somebody in your family. If you're here this morning and you do not know for sure that you're going to heaven when you die, this is the most important question you'll ever have to answer, okay? If you died right now, what would happen to you? Would you go to heaven to be with the Lord or not? If you think so, hope so, guess so, then you're probably not going. Because eternal life is all about knowing because of what he did, not about how good I am. Let me read you this verse. It's in John 3.36. Here's what it says. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. But whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. That's pretty self-explanatory. You believe in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, that He died on a cross for you, and you are putting your faith and trust in Him to save you, to give you eternal life and to forgive your sins. 
And so doing that is acknowledging that you've got it. You see, by faith, I acknowledge that you have given this to me. I believe it. I accept it. When I reject it, the Bible says here, according to this verse, whoever rejects the Son will not see life. It's talking about eternal life. For God's wrath remains on them. Now, please understand what that means. Right here where you sit, if you are not a believer in Christ, God's wrath is upon you. It's upon you. If you die today, God pours out all of his wrath on you. And you're eternally lost. But the beauty of this is that Jesus came down from heaven to earth. He took the wrath upon himself to give you the pass. To give you grace. To give you salvation. So salvation is this, it's turning toward Jesus Christ and acknowledging that he did that and believing it. And when I believe it, I don't guess, I don't hope, I don't think. I can turn to him and say, I absolutely am sure that I'm going to heaven, not because I'm a good person or what I do, because if it was left up to that, I would always have doubts. But I am absolutely sure because he did it, and I believe it. That's salvation. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes and... You know, if you're still struggling with this question, please answer this now, right here where you sit. Pastor, I don't know, but I want to. You turn to God in faith. You respond to this invitation that God has given in His Word, and you say to God, I am a sinner. I acknowledge that. But I believe that Jesus died for me. And he took all my sin on Himself, and I'm trusting in that. On the authority of God's word, God says you have eternal life. You don't have to hope for it. You've got it. Now just believe it. Our Heavenly Father, we bow here before you. Father, if there's one here this morning that doesn't know you as their Savior, may they right now in the quietness of this time just turn to you in faith and to believe. Father, for all of us as we sit here, may we take an inventory of our lives. Our relationship with our children, our relationship with parents. And Father, what we are looking for is respect, mutual respect. Help us to work at being that person. Forgive us where we have failed and move us into the future to better relationships. In Jesus' name, amen.